Hey everybody, welcome back outside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It is spring practice number two for the Ohio State Buckeyes. That is Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward in another uh, half hour viewing period in the books. So much to learn. Mm -hmm. Where should we begin, Bill? Probably on the offensive line. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, right. sure. It all, it all starts up front. Um, honestly, I don't like have many takeaways because they they're still not doing team stuff. Like even when they do... There's been times in the past an individual drill where they're still lined up. It's like a full five. They're not even doing that. It's like guards and guards, tackles and tackles, centers and centers. So it's kind of hard to, to get a feel for where things stand. I will say that like Zen Milhalski was going first at the right tackle spot almost every time in the reps that we got to watch. Um, Carson Hinsman and Vic Cutler were kind of split, even to the point where they were doing half field drill when we were leaving um, half field. They have a line on each side of the field. They were both up at the same time. So I don't know if there's a ton of clarity there, but even if there's not, I think it speaks to what Carson Hinsman has done, that there's not a lot of clarity there because he's squarely in that mix. So what do you make, and maybe this is just me not paying close enough attention yeah. to the offensive line on Tuesday or previous practice. Like, it seems like they're running more. Are yeah. the offensive linemen running more? It felt like it. They were doing a cool drill where, like, they would come out of the chute, like, low, and then hit a hit a pad and then come off of that and then chase down that little tackling dummy yeah. they have on wheels with this, like, remote controlled. Side I note, I would, I, would, I would like to drive that <laughs> if I could. But, yeah, they are they are running quite a bit. I don't know. Part of that's conditioning, but I think part of that, too, is, I don't know, one of the sure some things up in the run game a little bit, too. Yeah, I, I think mean, I think, uh, think Burmett might be uh, just a different emphasis from day one to day two because day one, uh, so the way we structured it was I watched the offense on Tuesday. Bill watched the defense on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. We switched today. Berm goes everywhere. He's the, he's the jack of all trades, and he's got the – photo equipment. So anyway, I was watching the offensive line and I thought that Tuesday was more of a power day, perhaps, at least for the first 30 minutes that we were in there. A lot of sled work and they did that almost uh, extensively from what I was watching in the early periods of practice and I didn't see a ton of that sort of running. So it may just be here's what one day is, here's what the next is. Yeah, I mean, when you see that, you get a chance to really kind of note some of the athletic you know, traits of these guys. And boy, Luke Montgomery stood out to me this morning just aside from the fact that he looks physically like he belongs at Ohio State, which, you know, two years ago when he was a junior at Finley, he was very skinny, didn't really seem like he knew what he was doing all the time on the offensive line. He looked very, like, competent and physically looks really, really ready to contribute. And he was moving, man. I mean, I know he's he's a former basketball player. Luke is one of his best attributes is just athletic ability. But he, you can see how he could play right tackle with his feet the way they are. Yeah, if you, um, were, if you were to rank, like, who looked like the most fluid athlete, Luke would be pretty high up. Yeah. Tegger Shabola, for as large as he is, I think was pretty impressive with the way he moved. Donovan Jackson, obviously, is always impressive with that. Um, and they will, when they, third period, they split into interior and tackles, and Luke was with the tackles. So I think you and I are kind of on the same page yeah. where we like him as an interior guy long term, but they are very much giving him that opportunity to tackle at the start. And I think it's just watching, again, to put a point on the offensive line, like watching them today, I seemed to notice like Donovan Jackson being much more vocal than I remember him being. A yeah, he was coaching up Vic Cutler at one point. And he needs yeah. to be that guy. I mean, if you're talking about uh, replacing three starters and, and moving other guys around, Donovan Jackson has to be the, the linchpin. And he certainly seems to be embracing that, which if you would have talked to him in December when we talked to him in the Peach Bowl, he was talking about how he needs to, to just be that guy. He, know he, he knows he needs to take the bull by the horns and, and seems like he is. Well, there's only two options to do that on that unit, and I don't think Matthew yeah. Jones... For all of, he's more of a lead by example guy. Yeah. He's never going to speak out. So that, that role may fall on Donovan Jackson by default. So it's up to him to make the most of it. Down on the other end of the field, um, 
it sounds kind of weird to say it, but the first person that really jumped out to me physically today was Cody Simon. We've seen him play a lot of football, um, but I and I tried to think why that was. Why why does it feel different for him? And then I kind of reflected back on the shoulder injury and, and missing you know spring ball and a lot of reps last year recovering because he was coming off of that. He was playing hurt at the end of that season where he got all of his main reps really uh, became a starter. Uh, Kind of took a back seat for a little bit to steal and Tommy last year was the third guy in. He still played a decent amount. And Bill, you said on Tuesday that he you thought he played fine when he was out there, uh, but but physically, I think sometimes it it has to be said that if you don't get to go through winter workouts and mat drills and you're recovering from a serious shoulder injury and you don't get to do the bench press, like you're not going to make the same gains that other players are physically. And I, I don't. I'll be curious to know how he feels about that. I, I didn't ask him about that during last season. We didn't talk to him a great amount, but how he feels, you know, that impacted his ability playing through that. He, he's probably never been in a situation quite like this to prepare for a, a season of football. And again, he, they didn't have full pads on. They weren't lined up, but I took notice of it. I thought that he was looking pretty good out there. Yeah, I, I, I took notice of him the other day. I took notice on Tuesday when Jim Knowles was talking about Cody Simon. And he talked about wanting to rotate linebackers more. And the first thing, we're all like, all right, talk about C.J. Hicks. And he starts <laughs> talking about Cody Simon. And on one hand, you're like, man, I want C.J. Hicks to play. But on the other, like Cody, I think, did earn that last year. He was, he was, in my opinion, pretty good when they put him out there. Certainly better than he was the year before. I think a lot of that is what you're talking about, the the ability to just have a normal offseason. But, but also, to, for all the linebackers, like, I've said it before, an existence where the, you're not getting run over by an offensive yeah. lineman the second the ball is snapped. <laughs> it's funny what happens when you have like space and time to do your job, and Cody seemed to make the most of that last I year. Think Cody's one of those guys who, coming into the spring, there was a lot of discussion like, where does he fit? Where does he fit? And then as you listen to Jim Knowles on Tuesday talking about how they really only ran the jack like 15% of the time last year, yep. there was a lot of reps for Cody, and I, I would imagine that part of his mentality coming into the spring is hoping that things stay that way because – that's enough reps to you know say, hey, I have no reason to go anywhere else. And I think that as you start to look at the roster and you go, well, they only play two linebackers. Why would a guy like Cody Simon stick it out and, and stay here for his final season? But like now you sort of see the piece of why he would because there's plenty of reps there. And as you guys attested to, like he looks the part. Uh, and it's just good to see him healthy and doing his, his thing. Yeah, other guys that I thought looked the part, Kenyatta Jackson just seems to have the frame to create problems. Uh, I don't know if he will. I still think that there were times like, you know, the veterans, JT or Jack, would pull him to the side and be like, you know, let's do this a little bit. You know, I don't know. Aggressively, I'm not going to use any of their words. I couldn't hear them all. But, you know, they were they were doing a lot of coaching up of him. I think everybody, and Zach Harrison alluded to this last week in Indianapolis, knows how good he can be. And Kenyatta maybe hasn't figured that quite out yet. Uh, but, man, you look at somebody else who made the most of January and February. He was already built pretty pretty strong when he got here it, it certainly had the height and the frame and all that already but you can see him filling out a little bit more on top of that just you know kind of a long lean dude now uh you know strengthening up that upper body as well that could be pretty significant i think he jumped out uh, i thought denzel burke got a closer look at that i also mentioned him on the stock watch on wednesday uh, just the mentality but also physically you can tell that um, again, another situation where if you're fully healthy, you get to do more things and prepare better. He looks bigger. He looks yep. bigger, and that's big because we know that he's going to have to play more physically, not just as a tackler, um, and Bill and I talked about in the draft on Thursday morning, but also at the you know point of contact, lining up and playing man coverage. Can he do that more consistently? And if you're built like that, you probably can. 
I think, so we, we're having conversations on the board at OhioStateThatRivals.com about like the pass rush and like whose fault is it? Is the, does the defensive line really been like as bad as we say it is sometimes or, or not as good as it used to be? And I think a lot of that actually has to do with secondary play. So if you have a guy like Denzel Burke who is stronger at the point of attack and get a good jam and press man coverage, obviously Davis and Igbenosin I think can do that with his size too. That gives those guys up front an extra half a second yeah. to turn like the Zach Harrison play in the Peach Bowl into a sack. Think about how many more sacks Zach Harrison would have had the last two years if he had an extra half second mm. to get to the quarterback. I mean, that that's it's huge when you think about that. And uh, I was watching quarterbacks today. I, I, I can I mentioned Kyle McCord on the stock watch. I I really just like the demeanor. And he again today seeing him out here, he just doesn't seem to be st- stressed or pressing anything. He's throwing the ball well. Like it's it's in timing. You know the rhythm's there. He's not overthrowing it just seems to really be in a good headspace and i think that is really encouraging for anybody who's wondering like how do you replace two-time heisman finalist i also really liked what i saw to tristan jevia like he's throwing the ball pretty well i mean the reason you bring in a guy like that is because you want some a veteran presence in the room with with kyle and with devin brown but i mean he looks like a guy who can put the ball where it needs to be and and that's that's important to have that extra body there for, for Ryan Day. Yeah, I think it, it, we won't talk about it a ton, but when you talk about getting good looks in practice, if you have a quarterback who has started at the Power 5 level who can make those kinds of throws, that will make your defense better in the long run. So I do think that matters. I thought, um, I thought Kyle was a little more consistent with this throwing motion when I was watching the quarterbacks. It was just routes on air, but um, the ball placement and just like the mechanics of it all looked a little smoother kind of pass to pass than it did for Devin. When Devin was all synced up, looks fine. The ball jumps out of his hands, but sometimes it'd be a little low, a little high. Kyle was pretty, like, kind of down the middle I've the whole time. Many times uh, on the, our platform and others, like, Kyle McCord is a professional quarterback. Like, he is going to be a professional quarterback. And you can see that that is a kid who has a lot of just, like, perfect mechanics. Like, yeah. When he has time to set and throw, it, it looks exactly how you want it to look. We kind of buried the real lead from Thursday morning, which was tug of war. Oh, yeah. I forgot about <laughs> tug of war. Yeah. What an interesting way to start. Again, I mentioned this on Tuesday. Like, they're doing a lot of different things, juicy things. I've to never get seen that popping. before, right? I've never yeah, seen them do yeah. tug of war at the start of practice. And if you're keeping score at home, which you should be, <laughs> the offense won 6-0. to zero. Well, there were two, you know, competitions, three players each. So they won six to zero, but it's like three and three. So it was the running backs versus the safeties, and then the what? Ends. How is it three and three? What is that math? I don't know. There's three people on each. There are three people, right? So they get a, each guy gets a point. That's how I'm viewing it. So it was eighteen. No, no. I think so it, was it was eighteen to zero. No, it was. They had six matches. It was six different matches: offense versus defense, and I the offense won all. That's no, not true. They only had two. <laughs> they had the running backs versus safeties, and the tight ends versus the linebackers. That's it. There were three ropes. There out were there. three ropes. <laughs> all I was watching was one, <laughs> two, three. Then they did it again. Okay. One, two, three. See, this is the problem sometimes when you're looking through a camera lineup. You get very narrowly focused. They really had three lines. Yeah, yeah. they sure did. Who else went? I saw the tight ends versus the linebackers. Tight Offensive line versus defensive line. Oh, really? <laughs> that would make sense. Who did the quarterbacks go against? The they did. They, said, they actually started to say, quarterbacks, get out of here. Yeah, I'm so quarterbacks, out of here. I'm laser focused. But, um, <laughs> they were on the far side of the field. Yeah, actually, that makes a defense. lot more sense. It yeah. didn't really happen. They were just making this up. Um, I should have started with you, Bill. I like the linebacker effort. They lost to the tight ends, but those were some big tight ends. Uh, and it was Reed Carrico, CJ Hicks, and I don't even know who the third linebacker was, to be honest, because Hicks was trying to do a lot of the heavy lifting uh, and, and almost brought him back. But it's a cool way to just get the juices going, you know. And for guys like G. Scott are out there, I mean, 
G was out there. I don't think he had gloves on, which is sicko. Yeah. Oh, they're inside. Oh, yeah. Doing Tucker. Yeah. Tucker yeah. Warren. No, yeah. No gloves. Is, you got to get some get a little chalk, gloves maybe. On. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I was surprised that the running backs beat the defensive backs. I I was surprised Especially that because Chop wasn't even in it. Yeah, Sonny Sonny Styles were out there. I was like, great, that's a win. And then that the whole group just got pulled right across. Yeah. Sonny and, and Josh Proctor out there together. I'm like, because well, Chip Traynham well, is a madman. Yeah, that's <laughs> I think that I, this was you know looking at the team today. The one thought I kept having like, Chip Traynham is a different type of athlete. Like I, I, you don't see a lot of guys like him. Every time he runs through a drill, he is exploding through a drill. And yeah, I keep going back to that Michigan game last year and like. He was really good. And On I, short notice, really. I don't know what it means long term, but like that running back room, if everyone's healthy, is pretty freaking stacked. Yeah, if everyone's healthy, it's almost like I don't know. They can anyone can play. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think you're losing anything. But bring back the diamonds. I, yeah, obviously <laughs> everyone can't play, so I don't know what they're going to do. But they do have five capable guys there if everyone's healthy. All right. Anything else did you? Um, I thought it was good to just see the guys who aren't participating. And we mentioned this on Tuesday with Travion. Like, he's out there. He's doing some stuff. But Julian Fleming, Emeka Abuka, Tommy Eichenberg, like, those guys are here conditioning. They were in full dress like everyone else. So it's not yeah. like anyone. I, I thought Jacob James was there, too. Yeah, Jacob's doing stuff. Nobody's, like, wrapped up. Nobody's got braces on. Nobody's, you know, on crutches or anything like that. So I think that if you worry about, okay, what's wrong with this guy? How, how serious is this? Nothing seems to be, like, serious long-term for any of these guys that we've seen. They're all just – it's all precautionary. Court Williams did have Court, a sling. Court's got his yeah. – so yeah, I think he was born with that on <laughs> I don't think he's ever taken I've seen him with it on far more than I've seen him with it off. So, yeah. I'm beginning to wonder if that's sort of like a security blanket for Court. <laughs> it, it may well be. You hope to see him out of it soon enough. But, uh, again, he won't do anything this spring. Uh, a lot of other Buckeyes in action, of course, though, on Thursday morning at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center – these are some snap judgments right away. We'll have a lot more coverage. The wide receivers, or some wide receivers and linebackers, will talk after practice. We'll have some coverage of that, of course, uh, on the podcast daily and also at ohiostate.rivals.com. You can join now to get all of that spring coverage for free for 30 days using code DTE30. That's Bill Burham. I'm Austin. We will talk to you later on the podcast.